When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Aria talking to me. Aria talking to me. I hear a number of other people here, <laughs> but uh, I think you, uh, you may uh, be talking to me, Aria. I was trying to f- work the name into a sentence uh, where it did not fit. Aria sounds like you're saying a word backwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Ben Vanell, and I'm here with Adam Knox in the empty room of a unnamed Melbourne Comedy Festival venue. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a strange recording environment. Yep. There's a, like a product testing thing going on upstairs where we thought we were doing this, but yes. it's all good. Yes. And we're, we're probably going to talk in an uncomfortably low volume. Yeah. So this may be like a love song dedications <laughs> sounding episode. <laughs> um, yes, we're sitting adjacent to a stage, which is always comfortable. Um, and we're here to talk about the grand finale of season one of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, a pretty, like, well, I guess we'll just get into it, but like a pretty good one, I thought. Uh, a ripper, yeah. A really good one. Because we open up, like, straight after the last one ended with, like, a bloody sword with the thickest, goopiest blood. Oh, uh, yes. Dripping off of it. Yeah, that um, red dying corn syrup or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think they use real blood. <laughs> I think they actually killed Sean Bean. Oh, my God. Uh,. And yeah, Ned's dead. Ned's dead, baby. It's uh, yeah, like a direct follow-on from the previous scene. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Arya is uh, still grabbed and and kept from looking at the thing by yes. uh, Yorin is his name, I yep. guess the yep. um the uh, the wall guy. Yes, the recruiter. Yeah, yeah. And he keeps calling a boy. Mm. He's like, oh, remember me now, boy. Don't, yes. don't you like I'll be trying to give her a cover? But she's not a boy, Adam. <laughs> hey. She whatever she needs to be to goddamn survive. Yeah, yeah. Because she she goes through some like well, so we see Sansa like faint and everyone kind of still freaking out about what's happening. Totally, yeah. And Yoren kind of shuffles her out of the crowd and is like, "You're a boy. <laughs> you're a boy and now." She's like, "I'm not a boy." He's like, "You're a dumb fucking boy." Yeah. Come on, Ari. You're yeah. a boy now. I, you're a wizard, Ari. <laughs> to, to to give her a cover and then not really change her name yeah. is mental. Well, it's, it's again, classic George R. R. Martin writing style of just barely changing the name. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. And he cuts her hair off. Yep. And he's like, we are going into hiding now. Yeah, he cuts her hair off and then it magically turns into a terrible wig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, she's she wants to stay. She wants to get revenge, obviously. He calms her down and says, we're going north, boy. Yeah. And north is where they intend to go. And we see that later, but in the in the meantime, uh, Bran's walking around in another dream. Another of these dreams, which I'm, uh, you're not fooling me. <laughs> Every time I know it's a dream, right from the start, he, he's walking. I I did think it was wasn't a dream at first because it's like the one raven flying into. Right, it's not as obviously unrealistic. Yeah, no, I thought it was like a message about Ned being dead, being killed right. by that raven, right. which we get like a second later. Yes. Um, uh, like Osha is walking around with him on her shoulders, yeah. Which they're very trusting of this wildling woman they found to like. Yeah. Well, well let's put the oldest Stark, who's still in Winterfell, on the shoulders of this woman who has tried to kill him in the past. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember a couple of episodes ago being like, so this is a character we know nothing about, and we still really know nothing about her except that she is potentially dangerous and from yeah the wildlands. But does seem generally well-meaning. Yeah. In this bit. Yeah. And he's Brand's like. Telling her, let's go into the crypt. I had a dream. I saw Dad down there. Yes. Let's walk down there. And they walk down and give us a little bit of, like, Starky history. Yep. There's... Who, who's down there that they see? They definitely see Liana, who we've seen before, her, like, statue thing. Yes. And she's like, there's nothing down here. Your dad's not here. And then a spooky wolf jumps out of them. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, shaggy dog. Shaggy dog. Rickon's Rickon's dog. Yeah. And, and then Rickon stumbles out of the darkness. Little creep walking yeah. around there, and he's like, but I had the same dream. Yeah. And they go back upstairs, and Paul Kelly tells him, hey, I've got bad news about your dad. Yeah. And that news is, 
he's dead. <laughs> yeah. It's very bad news. Yes. Yeah, it's set up in one of those, like, they come out of the crypts and they're walking around, and I think one of them, Osha, might be like, look, mate, it was just a dream. Your dad's not dead. And then Paul Kelly, like, looks at them <laughs> very <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pointedly. Holding a note, he's like, you're never going to believe, you're going <laughs> to yeah. feel embarrassed this about what so you just crazy. said. This is so crazy. Yeah, and so they find out. And uh, we also see Catelyn finding out and kind of walking, you know, keeping it together through all of her soldiers and everything. Yeah. Or, or their soldiers. Yep. And then into the forest where she kind of falls over and breaks down. Yes. And sees Rob just slashing away at a tree. Just smashing a stump. <laughs> He's there smashing his stump. It's always embarrassing the first time your mum catches you <laughs> smashing your stump. <laughs> Uh, but he's wrecked his seat and he's mad about it. Yeah. And they, they both agree we're going to kill all of them. Yes. Yeah. We're going to get the, uh, our sisters and daughters back. Yeah. But then we're going to kill every single one of them, which they don't really say who them are, but they mean the Lannisters. They mean the clearly. Lannisters, yeah. Cause yeah, Rob is more, clearly he's having a more, uh, reckless and, and, and emotional response. Like he's just wild and out. He's, he's not dealing with it well. Yeah. At least he's gone away from the troops to smash up a, a tree stump. Yeah. He has that sort of, um, the wherewithal, the wherewithal. Yeah. but he is still—he—he he is still a boy. Yes, and, and he's, he, yeah. in the armor he's wearing in this episode too. He looks like a boy in armor. Yeah, totally. But the, yeah, Catelyn sort of is like, calm down. Like we remember um, Sansa and Arya. Like remember them. We can't do anything too rash, but we are going to get them back, and we are going to absolutely kill all of them. Yeah, and they still have Jamie, so they've got equal leverage. Yep. yep. Uh, then over in King's Landing, I really like this bit. There's like a, the bard who we saw in another episode. I can't remember what he was doing, but he was like, well, think, oh, when they were walking over to Thingo to the Eyrie. Yeah, was I was like, going to say, yeah, the guy who was telling the like saying the story about yeah. Tyrion as they were like walking past him. I'm pretty was, sure it's that dude. It, it it would make sense. Why would you have a separate bard? Um, because it makes no sense that this guy's zipping all around the country. But whatever, maybe yeah. this must be a popular one. It's shorthand. It's TV shorthand. You just yeah. gotta you gotta yeah. But he's sitting there in a, in the the court in the throne room, playing this song that he's uh, obviously been forced to sing there because it's like political satire. Yes, which doesn't seem allowed under this regime. And he's singing mm. like I, I can't remember what it was, but it was about like King Robert's death, and he like and it, it was implying that Cersei poisoned him or something. Yeah, it's yeah. like he was already dead before he went on the hunt. Yeah, because of the idiot in his bed. Yes, and something like that. Yeah, the lion in his bed the is lion, what he yes. says. Yeah, yeah, idiot. I think is the same as lion. All lions are idiots. Yeah, yeah. but th- so it's. I think it's a pretty interesting way to inform the viewer, like. The people, you know, in the city generally have some kind of idea what's going on. We know from previously that the Lannisters clearly had said some bad shit about Ned to get everyone against him. Yeah. But this guy, yeah, he's like a he's like a political cartoonist, and yeah. he's really funny and he's spot on. He's a little musical George Carlin down there. <laughs> yes, and yeah, he's he's clearly just terrified, but being forced to sing this song. Yeah. Finishes it up like da 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 da. Oh god! And and, and then he apologizes. He's like, I'm so I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, King Joffrey. You know, and Joffrey like smarmy little douche oh. on the throne, going like, oh, was very amusing. Yeah, oh. <laughs> a musical comedy. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> and uh, and then sort of subtly is like, well, not subtly, but just kind of rolls right into. So, uh, which do you prefer? Your uh, your fingers. Or your tongue. You got to use both at the same time in a come hither motion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, it's yeah. They he chooses. He's he's like, well, every man needs hands, and he's like, yes, they do. Well, yeah. tongue it is. Yeah. All right. And um, Sir Illin. It's yes, because he had his tongue cut out in you know previously. Oh yeah. So right. he, and he says like it's kind of fitting that Sir Illin should do the deed. And and yeah, they really cut out his tongue. Put a knife in the fucking brazier in the in the heat. Yeah. They heat it up. And then there's kind of more exposition because I think Joffrey comes and talks to Sansa and in He's the like, background. I'm done for the day. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then like yeah, out of focus in the background you see it happening. Yep. Uh, and he walks Sansa off to this kind of trophy wall. Yeah. There's all these heads on spikes of clearly enemies of the state or whatever who've been executed. Yeah. And well well previous to that he they're just talking in yeah, like right in front of the the, the, the court, the throne room, and he's sort of being like, Your 
fucked. You know, your dad was a traitor, but I'm still going to marry you. It's still, you know, good for the family. I think he's like, mother says I have to. Yeah. And so she's starting to get, you know, pretty freaked out. And then it's when he leads her, yeah, out into the battlements. And there's a wall of spikes with heads. And he's like... And it's like the two of them and the hound and Meryn Trant. Yes. And and he's like, you have to look at it. Yeah. Look at it, you, you idiot. Yeah. And, like, we haven't really seen that much of him in this series, really. Like, no, This is his big kind of breakout this episode. This is like yeah. the, oh, shit, yeah. this kid's a creep. Totally. Well, yeah, like, we've, we've known he was an annoying little douche, and you know, the stuff with the butcher's boy, all that kind of stuff, yeah. very whiny. Clearly, Cersei is indoctrinating him into some kind of evil, you know, way of thinking. But this is, yeah, absolutely selfish. Yes, selfish. Yeah. But this is, this is a, a, a sociopath revealing himself. Yeah, and, like... He, the power has clearly gone immediately to his head. And yep. he's like, you know what? I'm going to put your brother's head on that wall as well when I find him. Yeah. And, it, like, freaks her out. And she, at some, like, is very scared and, and being real sandswish about it at first. Yes. But then kind of... Once once he is like, look at him, she kind of has some kind of internal moment, steals herself and looks at him. And in that moment, I think, is like, I'm going to get revenge. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like. Yeah. And she, like toughens up like in a in a very kind of like he looks taken aback he goes like well okay yeah maybe i don't have full control over this woman. yeah he thought he was breaking her but instead he was making her <laughs> <laughs> and like he gets Marin Trant to slap her for saying something she says something of like she says like you know i'm one day your head's gonna be on a spike and how are you like that yeah it's something great like yeah and gets slapped because he's like it's unkingly to hit a woman Marin, you do it yeah and then uh there's like this shot of her looking down the big. He's standing on the most precarious wooden bridge. Totally. <laughs> She's looking down like this bridge is silly. Yeah, it's I like can... an Indiana Jones bridge, but there's no rope handles. Yeah, it's just, a, and he's just standing right in the middle of it, like nothing's ever gonna hurt. And she kind of goes to push him, but the yep. hound pulls her back and yes. is like, "Don't do it." Yeah, it but did... also doesn't seem like happy with the situation he's in. No. It, it was weird because the, the instant feeling I got from the way he spoke to her was like, he's very sympathetic to her, he hates the situation that she's in, doesn't necessarily like Joffrey, but he does stop her from pushing Joffrey off the edge. Yeah. Which, if Joffrey dies at that point, everything changes. Yeah. I guess... Yeah, I don't. Know. I guess it would be like everyone would have to go. Oh, Stannis, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Or no, they've got another son. They've got Tommen. Right. At least it Baratheon. would. It would. It would complicate matters. It would. And she would obviously get executed immediately. Yeah. Well, I think she. It almost looked like she was willing to just jump. Yeah. Yeah. But um, he's also just like real super. My job is my job. Yeah. I'm an honor boy. And we've all got jobs, and your job at this point is to just deal with it. Yeah. Just deal with it for now. And he says something like that. He's like, save yourself a lot of pain, just do exactly what he says. Yes. Yep. Which, not great advice. No. I mean, I think in the context of previous you're, you're, kings... You're clearly in an abusive situation, so lean back and just accept it. Wait, wait for the out. Yeah. Maybe. Because I don't think... As, as fucked up as Joffrey has been... In that epi- this episode we're talking about, the Hound is like, look, kings come and go and they're all kind of dickheads and you just kind of deal with it. And generally yeah. speaking, hey, you're going to be a queen, so you're going to be in an okay situation. Just yeah. deal with it. Deal with this guy. You might not even have to see him that much. And just wait because clearly, as you've seen in the last few weeks of you being here, shit moves quickly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. change. Yeah. Yep. So we go back over to the Starks and... Uh, they're kind of bad-mouthing Renly, mm. saying, like, yeah, fuck Renly. Yeah. He's a loser. He's a dumb little kid. What does he know? He's just a, he's the youngest one. He's he's soft. You know, they imply that he's, you know, he's... Because we know Stannis has been spoken about as, like, the soldier, the leader yeah. of the battle. And Renly, they're, they're like, he doesn't have a claim to it anyway. He's the youngest son. Sure. So yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. But uh, they also don't seem keen on Stannis. Yeah. And, uh, that's it. It's, it's, this is, like... the. Not the technicality of, of, you know, the line of, 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 uh, succession. This is like, Stannis is a dick. Everyone thinks Stannis is a dick. Yeah. Yeah. And eventually they come to the conclusion of why should any of them be our king? Yeah. We, we used to just be on our own before. Like, we bowed to the dragons. Yep. And they weren't. They're not around. Yeah, and anymore. we don't even like King's Landing. It's 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 hot. It's summer all yeah. the time there. We don't belong there. Their flowery throne. How, why should they command us from there? Yeah. We're going to have a king up here. The mm. king in the top of <laughs> the map. <laughs> the up king. And uh, yeah, they start yelling "King in the North." Yes. 
Uh, yeah, gr- the great great John Umber, who was so aggressive previously. Yeah, he's the one who got his fingers bit off. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. his tongue, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but he, uh, he ha- seems like a very hot-headed guy, no matter what. Yeah. So he's just like, fuck those Southerners. Rob, you should be king of the North. And he yeah. kind of kicks it all off. Yeah. And it's it's great. They start, like, it's him and then one of the other ones. I don't remember his name. Yeah. And then Theon's like, are we going to be brother- bros forever? And he's like, forever and ever. <laughs> and he's like, okay, then you're the king of the north. And they all get their swords out and mm. start chanting the king of the north. And it like goes kind of a far away shot in the camera. And everyone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then Catelyn wanders off to go and talk to Jamie. Yes. Just bashes him in the face with a rock. Yep. I yep. think immediately. Pretty much, yeah. He says like one line. She's picking up the rock as he says it, and, and it's like just... mean. It's something of like, oh, I hear Ned had a dumb head, or yes. whatever. <laughs> like, totally, I what it was. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know who's told him that news. I know news does seem to travel really fast. There's someone in that camp who's like feeding him. Yeah. The papers in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's but... got he's got his own little raven that he sends around, maybe. Yeah, and then yeah, he they basically she just says like, I'm not going to kill you because we need you. Yeah, but you're fucked. Yeah, and he shut up. You're he fucked. looks it too. He's messy and but he's still being arrogant. Totally. Yeah, getting smacked in the face with a pretty big rock will uh, quiet you down a bit. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not pretty blonde boy anymore. But no. you know who is pretty blonde boy? Who? Is Lancel Lannister. Oh. We go over to King's Landing and now Cersei's just moved down a peg. Yep. And is fucking another relative. Yep. I think cousin. I think so. Yeah. Yes. Uh. <laughs> he just seems like the dumbest idiot. He's just the worst. Just this skinny little dude who's getting ordered around. Yeah. Just blank, dumb face. <laughs> and I can't remember what he said. He's saying, like, we could just go get Rob. Who cares? Yeah. I'm naive. Yes. And she's like, get back into bed. Yes. Cousin. <laughs> it's so weird. It's gross. Uh, I'd kind of forgotten this, yeah, this aspect of that relationship where it's like, oh, okay, she just fucks any relative. Yep. I we, guess so. I uh, I don't. No. <laughs> she should fuck Renly. No, status is the correct one to fuck. <laughs> uh, so then at the at the Lannister like war camp, mm. uh, they're all having an argument about what to do next. Yes, Kevin's like, we should we should try and get some peace happening here. This is going to be weird. That yep. kid clearly knows what he's doing more than we thought. Yeah, let's do it. And Tywin's like standing there, not saying anything, and yells, "Ah, I got my son. Yeah, give me back my son. <laughs> I have a set of particular skills." <laughs> <laughs> And then everyone, he he tells everyone to leave except Tyrion and him and Tyrion sit down. And Tywin's like, I didn't realize you had a brain. Yeah, yes. Because Tyr- in that discussion, Tyrion is like, "Who we sh- killing Ned was the worst move possible. That's right. He like we- pushes the glass off and he's like, there's your piece. You might as well drink out of that glass. It's going to be as easy as getting peace. Yeah, it's it, getting peace is going to be as easy as putting Ned's head back on his body. Like, yeah. It, that that Joffrey has fucked this situation for us, and now we're at war. We can't sue for peace. We are at war. Get used to it. Yeah. And uh, Tywin's like, yep, okay, you, you kind of seem to have a head on your shoulders that I hate. Yes. But uh, it's a head, and <laughs> I, I'm going to use your hand as well Yes, in the purposes of being Hand of the King. And yep. Ty- Tyrion is, like, clearly blown away. Totally. His whole, he never expected this. Even in this situation now that he's in, yeah. he's just like... He's still sliding onto the last chair on the table drinking wine. Like, he doesn't expect to be given any responsibility. Yeah. And he um, never has been. He's never been even the least bit, like, respected or even looked at by his dad. Totally. And now he's sent down there and he's like, why me? And he's like, you're a Lannister. Yeah. You're, you're still my son, so we need someone there. Yeah. But don't take don't take Yahuwah. Yes. Says, which is Shay, who we met in the last one. Yep. He's like, you can't take her to the court. And so he definitely won't. Oh, of course not. <laughs> uh, back over the ocean, Daenerys is in that little tent, the, one of them little tents. Oh, uh, yes, a yurt. What you have written down is Jorah tells her the babby died. <laughs> <laughs> is it wrong? <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's one word in there, but um, yeah, the, the, her baby's dead. Which after the events of that previous episode, it's like, oh, fuck, okay. like. But it's like, of course it is. Yeah. That witch was going to do something. Yes, sure, and yeah. And she said, like, it won't be your life that's being yeah. paid for. Like, And they describe it to Like, she's like, I want to see Drogo. Tell me where he is. And they're like, well, he's alive. Yeah. But he's not 
really. Alive. Yeah, that's the real. Functioning. That's the kick in the teeth. Is yeah, you gave up your baby's life to save him, but you've not really saved yeah. him in the end. And uh, the, the classic witch... monkey's poor wish situation. Totally. Yeah. Well, and the, the witch tells her about which that like her baby came out and it had the wings of a bat. And its skin was falling off its bones yes, and stuff. Yes, yes. Which seems crazy. Like this, we don't see that, or I don't even know if that's true. Yes. What she yeah. says, it might be kind of hyperbole. Yeah. But uh, basically, the witch has gone like, yep, you came in and fucked up my world. Yes. I fucked up yours. How's it feel? Yes. Because it's, it's, it's like, well, this is not living what Drogo is doing. You know, he is a vegetable. He's, he can't see or hear or speak or move. Yeah. And the witch is like, yeah, that's how it feels when a horde rides in and kills everyone that you've ever known and burns down all of your, you know, buildings, yeah. takes away all of your property. And Daenerys is like, "But I saved you." And she's like, "You I was raped 3 times before you got to me." Yeah. You killed everyone. Yeah. Fuck off, saved. Yeah. All you've done is perpetuate my, you know, suffering. And I feel like she absolutely could have seen this coming and everyone warned her about this witch. Yes. Yeah, literally, <laughs> everyone said, kill the witch, she's a witch. Yeah. Yeah. So she, you know, it sucks, but she kind of put herself in this position. Through, uh, yeah, her naivete, it feels And all like. the Kalasar is gone as well. Though, yeah, that's it. When she walks out of the tent, it's like, where the fuck is everyone? And Jorah says again, like, a Carl who cannot ride is no Carl. Yeah. Fuck, I love trying to do his voice. <laughs> he talks with the weirdest inflections. A Carl with no... Kalasar. A Carl who cannot ride is no Carl. Like he go, he kind of, he sounds like a newsreader every word he says. Yes. He kind of ends the sentence slightly too high. It's like he's doing, he's putting on an accent. Yeah. Because he's thinking about it, but I don't think he is. I think it is how it he talks. It sounds cool. It's not like bad at acting yeah. or anything. It's he just, just distinctive. Has yeah. Has a strange voice. Yeah. He'd be a good uh, audio book reader. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Rabbit jumped over the fence, <laughs> but a rabbit who cannot jump high enough is no rabbit. Very good. Uh, back over in uh, the West, mm-hmm. Jon Snow is like, it's night time and he's getting re- he's saddled up and ready to like go fight this war with his brother. Totally. And Sam is being a little douche oh, about the it. Oh, the worst. This if I didn't like, already no, hate him. You can't <laughs> like, go. Yeah. I'm going to stand in your way. It's like, Get you're, out of the way. You're breaking the rules, John. Oh, my God, you little shit. <laughs> and John doesn't give a shit. He rides straight past him and knocks him over. He knocks him over. I cannot stress enough how annoying Sam is in this scene. Totally. And how satisfying it was to see him get knocked over by a horse. Knocked right on his butt. <laughs> and uh, we see him get knocked over again. <laughs> and they're like riding after John. Uh, yes, yeah. And he just rides into a branch yep. like a like a Nazi in an Indiana Jones movie. Totally. It's the dumbest thing. <laughs> and his friends have caught up to John and they're like, come back. Yeah, Pip There's and nothing you can do. Pip and Gren, I think, is the bigger guy. Right. Pip's the singing guy. Right. Um I only just learned their names. <laughs> right. And they're like, Look, you made a oath. Yeah. They start chanting the Night's Watch oaths back to him. And he's like, fucking fine. All right, it's a good oath. I get it. (laughs) This oath is sick. Yeah. I love it. All right. Yeah. Uh, Also, in between that, Tyrion and Shay have an argument about, like, whether or not she can go to the court. (sighs) Totally. And Tyrion's like, no, this is for, like, it's dangerous for you. It's dangerous for me. This, like, dad's not, you know, fucking around. And she's like, Come on, that's disrespectful. What do you mean? I can't. I can't go to court. What you don't, you don't think that much of me? Yeah. Like they've made a very quick bond here. Yes, together, and especially Tyrion, who doesn't seem to. Well, but I guess the whole thing of him not being able to, to uh, not predict, but figure out her history. Yes, is the thing that's kind of endeared her to him. Yeah, he's into the. the he's intrigued, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, all right. Yeah, it's it's a very quick turnaround again. Like just within that scene, he's like, no. I'm afraid of my dad. You can't come. And she's like, I don't even want to come. And he's like, okay, you can come. <laughs> like I guess I'm afraid of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, I guess it's that thing. There's probably an element of him just wanting to keep anyone who seems to like him around. Yes. That's the yes. That's very true. Yeah. And he's always been a little bit rebellious or whatever, it seems like. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, then, yeah, back over in the East, Daenerys is like, Looking after Drogo, just kind of washing him and realizing, like, oh shit, yeah. this dude's effectively dead. Yeah, I guess I'll one flew over the cuckoo's nest him. Yep. And she grabs that pillow, smothers him out, throws a washing machine through the window, and runs off into the night. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
It's sad. It's yeah. a sad, it's an effective sad scene. And she's talking to him in Dothraki, going like, "My moon and stars, I'll see you again when blah blah blah." Because the witches said all this stuff of like, "Oh, he'll he'll be back." Yeah, when, when the, the moon sun rises in the west. Yes, and yeah, when the, the mountains crumble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, bitch. That's <laughs> that's you, never going to happen. Annoying witch. This world doesn't have any magical elements to it. <laughs> um, then back over in Westeros. Uh, a lot of zipping around this episode. They really try and... I think they actually do visit every plot line that's been set up so far to, yeah. to, to kind of go, chapter two will begin with, you know... Exactly. They tie up sort of where everybody's at yeah. and show you, like, okay, here's the, this middle bit. Yes. Uh, very effectively, too, I think. I, I agreed, agreed, yeah. Uh, and Maester Pycelle, who we haven't really seen that much of. Like, he's just been around, yeah. like, and this old dude, and you're like, oh, were you in Star Wars? He was. He was in Star Wars. <laughs> nice. Um, Master Pickle, I call him. Master Pickle <laughs> is sitting there, um, wearing, not wearing anything. Or yeah. Like wearing a weird a old very, white robe. Yeah. A thin see through. Going like, talking about kings and going like, well, the thing about kings is they blah. Yeah. And Roz is there. Yes. According to this document, she is cleaning out her vagine. She was. Is what you've read. That's how the scene starts. She's standing there naked, facing away from the camera. You see her sponging her. After the out. email that we read out from last week, which I think might have been in like the sealed bit yes. about the sex position in the show, this did stand out to me again of like, she's not really doing anything. She absolutely could have just been sitting there fully clothed. Yeah. If, if he needs to. And talk. by the end of the scene is. Yes. Uh, yes. Which, yeah. Yeah. Because it's still, it's not like it's unclear that he's obviously hired her. Yeah. Like, it, it is kind of weird. Yes. But uh, he's telling her about Kings and kind of loses his way and stuff, and she looks bored, and she's like, what's the thing about Kings? He's like, what? She's like, you were telling me about, so- oh, never mind, I'm yeah. going, fuck yeah. you. And then she walks out, and he, like, leaps out of bed and starts doing, like, calisthenics. Yeah. Clearly has been putting on this hunchy act. Well, and then he does. He puts all his robes on, and literally before he goes out the door, goes, Uh, (laughs) hunches back over. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know what that is meant to signify. Because I remember when it happened, and I was watching it the first time, and talking to people about it and being like, oh, so does that mean he's later on going to do some kind of physical act but you know fight someone yeah. run away like is it going to actually play into the show somehow um so yeah watching this it's like okay cool there's more going on with master pycel and it's definitely like thought. it makes sense because when he's talking about the kings he's like i've served a bunch of them yep. i've gone through this and he's like literally laying low yeah to just sort of fly under the radar of people totally which seems to be working because people don't really treat him with any Real respect. Totally. I think we get sort of the picture that these maesters are like, they're sort of... <laughs> you also written, either he's pretending to be old, or doing a route makes him temporarily powerful. <laughs> oh, yes. I forgot that I, I thought that. Just the worst catch to a superpower of being like, <laughs> yeah. I can fly, but there's a catch. <laughs> yeah. You're going to need to have sex with me immediately. That guy's falling off the building. Yeah. And then I can only fly for 15 seconds. <laughs> um, yeah. Yep, so maesters seem sort of like, like doctors, like, you know, in a war, the medics, you're not supposed to shoot at them. They kind of are separate from the conflict. Totally. They, 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 yeah, they clearly have some scholarly, like, Mm. ignore this dude code. Diplomat. Monks or whatever, I guess, that in medieval times. Sure, sure, yeah. Used to be like, you don't burn down the monkery. Yes. Whatever they're called. (laughs) Um,. And then Varys and Littlefinger are having a talk very loudly in the throne room again. Yes, yes. About like, well, we're both sneaky little liars, aren't we? Totally. No one's ever going to find out, though, as long <laughs> as we keep booming our voices here in this throne room. That Yeah, very, very suspect. And But yeah, like sort of this like shared respect and shared distrust. And little jabs and stuff of Littlefinger's yep. just being real basic and going like, what do you have down there when they cut your balls off? Yeah. Do you have a gash, he says? That's which right. Is, yeah. Um, and... Yeah, they both clearly understand that each other are doing a similar thing here. Yeah. And Varys is like, what do you imagine when you see yourself on the throne? And Littlefinger's like, I, I look sick. Yeah. <laughs> I look like the coolest motherfucker in the world. Yeah. What do you imagine? Varys is like, I don't think about it. Yeah. I don't really want that. And he's like, yeah, fuck off, you don't. Yes. You're bald. Yes. He just throws these dumb jabs at him. He certainly does. And then, yeah, people walk into the court at the end and they're... <laughs> They just transition their conversation into being appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Just have it somewhere else, man. (laughs) Don't have it at all. Reckless idiots. But they both, I think, clearly enjoy what they're doing as well. Like, they like throwing out the taunts, you know, the back and forth, the 
they have pride in how covert they are. Yeah. Like, they enjoy being, like, spy masters. Totally. Yeah. yeah. They completely get off on what they're doing. Absolutely. Uh, then we see Yoren and, and Arya, and, he, yeah, he tells her that she's Arya now. Yep. And to shut up and fly under the radar. Yes. Uh, and so he, like, brings her down to all these people who are, like, packing up to go up to the wall, I guess. Totally. There's, like, people in cages, and he's like, don't muck around with them ones. Yes. But we're taking them anyway. There's some more rapers. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of rapers in this thing. So, yeah, I assume that all of these people are either being conscripted or recruited to be in the watch. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, she meets a couple of them who, like, start bullying her immediately. Yeah. And, like, this little boy looks like a girl. Yes. Hot Pie, he says his name is. <laughs> little chubby boy. <laughs> and he's like, I've... I'll, 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 Kicked a guy's balls enough that he died. <laughs> yep. yep. And then she whips out her sword and is like, okay, try it then. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't think you've killed anyone, but I have. Yeah. And I'll do it again. I killed a little fat boy just like you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then she sees Gendry, who we met, uh, is one of Robert's bastards. The, the guy who worked in the smithy. Yeah. Yep. And he comes over, he's like, I've been hammering swords for years and they sing when I hit them. Will mm. you do the same? I didn't love that line, I'm going to say. Uh, it was very contrived. <laughs> yeah. I bet Gendry afterwards was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> I, thought it would, I thought of it last night. I thought it was going to come out better than it did. I stumbled in the middle. Uh, like, yeah, uh, I should have just flexed my bicep. <laughs> he's got, and he's like going up there as well because his master blacksmith got sick of him. Which is kind of weird because like... Yeah. I thought the blacksmith guy liked him. Yep. But whatever. Maybe it, the bla- master blacksmith was like, feels like it's going to get a bit uh, tense down here. Yeah, there's <laughs> been a lot of people who've been killed coming to ask about this boy. Yeah. Maybe I should get rid of him. Yeah. Actually, that's a good point. Like having two people who are immediately killed afterwards yeah. come and ask about your kid. Uh, yeah. This should be someone else's problem. Yeah. Yeah. And it is now. It's the walls and they like... They have all these horses and carts and stuff, mm. and they get head up, and then some of them just have to walk. Yes, it's a long ass fucking wait. Yeah, that's, I maybe they're some it. of the the murderers and stuff. Maybe that's part of their punishment. They're in the court, the, in the cages though. That's a on the, smooth on the carts. ride. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Uh, so then we go back up to the wall, mm-hmm. and John is uh, given Mormon, Gior Mormon, some food. Yes, and Gior's like, look again. I get it with you, with your brother. Yeah, it was like right off. How'd you, how'd you sleep last night? Yeah, <laughs> like little little horse this morning, <laughs> yeah. little ride away on a horse this morning. <laughs> yeah, and John's like, yeah, okay, you got me. He's like, look, I get it. I, I told you this already, yeah. but don't do it. And like, <laughs> I get that it's your honor that made you leave, but it's honor that brought you back. John's yes, like, no, it wasn't. I did. He's like, I didn't say it was your honor. I was <laughs> yeah. deliberately misleading. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, look. Yes, there's going to be a big war in the south. You know, your brother's going down there, and the you know it's going to get revenge, and it's going to be very you know you want. I know I get you want to be there. You want to be fighting, yeah. but guess what? There's going to be another war, and it's going to be further north. There's a fight here, and then there's like a great speech that he gives over like music a montage, and yeah. everybody getting ready to go up north of the wall. They're like, we're going up there, we're finding Benjamin alive or dead. We're seeing what's happening, and we're dealing with this shit. Yeah, he, I think he drops in a mention of Craster, Craster's Keep, perhaps. I don't like, know. We're going to go up there. I think he just mentions it, and we don't know what that is yet. Yeah. It's 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 some place. They're going to some place specifically. And yes, to scout out what the hell is going on up there. He's like, are you a brother of the watch or a bastard who wants to play war? Like, gives this rousing speech and they all ride up north. Yeah. And we haven't really seen north of the wall yet. Yep. So that's going to be interesting. We assume, I guess, that the very, very first scene of the whole show is north of the wall with the, with the zombie. Sure, yeah. And um, they went up there to pray to that one tree. Sure. And I guess, yeah, Benjamin talks about it a bit. And we see, yeah, his riderless horse come back from there. Yeah. But yeah, this is, this is a whole new, a whole new area. So that's kind of wrapped up the the West for the episode. And then we go back over East and, and Daenerys is preparing to like burn burn Drogo on a funeral pyre. Yes. Uh, and he's going to chuck the eggs in there as well, which Jorah's like, why? Yeah, they were a gift, man. You can sell them for a lot of money. We can hide. Mm. I can get us a really nice hotel, just <laughs> you and me, a little champagne. You know, we'll figure out what happens in there. And then maybe, you know... Uh, a kiss becomes uh, more. <laughs> Put on a little bit of uh, Neil Diamond. <laughs> I bet I bet you all would love Neil Diamond. Girl, he seems like the doom, plain doom, sort of... Doom, <laughs> doom. <laughs> Makes him cry when he's driving to work. <laughs> um, but she's, yeah, got that, and she's also... Um, the people who are, are still there, I'm not sure quite why they're still there. I agree. I figure maybe it's some 
of the slaves she freed from one of couple, those sackings. There's a couple of Dothraki people as well who clearly just like, no, nah, I reckon she's all right. We'll hang yeah, around. Yeah, yes. I, I like Drogo a lot, so I want to make sure she's fine. Possibly some of those guys, yeah. So uh, there's some people around and she tells them like, look... You can leave right now if you want. You can go, and I won't. We won't stop you. Or if you stay with me, I'm gonna be great. Yeah, I'm gonna be an awesome Khaleesi, and I'm gonna do some shit, sick shit. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get the throne. I'm gonna you know fulfill my destiny basically. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my enemies are gonna scream, and has chucked the witch on the fire on the funeral pyre as well. Like, yes, ready to be burned. And she's like, you won't hear any screams from me. And she's like, I will. Yeah. But, yeah, before this, she says that, you know, ultimatum, and then a lot of people do leave. A lot of people, yeah, just like... <laughs> like two-thirds okay, of the people, sick. yeah, do leave. Uh, so, yeah, they, they light the fire. It immediately goes up like it's been covered in gasoline. Yep. Which I don't know what that is that's done that. I guess alcohol, some kind of thing. Sure. There. Hey, they uh, we we do know they have some very flammable uh, liquids in this world. Maybe they chucked some of that on there. I don't reckon that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, then Daenerys is like, also, I'm going to walk in there. Yes. And Jorah's like, that's the dumbest idea. <laughs> I think you'll probably burn in that fire. Yeah. She's like, nah, I'm going to try it. Yeah. And so walks in, the witch is screaming. Everyone's like, oh my God, what's, what is this? It, this is the whole, uh, this whole situation is fucked. It's all gone to shit. Yeah. A this massive, is, yeah. like, crazy fire. Their old Carl is there. Their Khaleesi is presumably burning to death. Yeah. This witch is screaming. It's a very, intense scene yeah. and then somehow they all fall asleep <laughs> <laughs> yeah it like cuts to the morning and they're all like oh god it's tired oh, oh, did it finish burning it's so weird what happened last they're night they're all just lying there like they're hung over and Jorah's walking yeah. up to the thing doing his like weird walk yep and uh, Daenerys is like crouched over mm-hmm. all her clothes have been away but she's fine a little sooty yep and uh some dragons start climbing up her. Yes. Oh, she's got, like, one in her hands. Yeah, and then one, like, climbs up over her shoulder. Them eggs have hatched. Those... She's got three little dragons. Yeah. And it, like, zooms out being like, ah. Uh? <laughs> and you hear them screaming and or whatever the dragon Screeching. noise is. Yep. Roaring. And, and that's it. Yeah. Then we're it, done. It It uh, a, is a really good climax to that, that whole plot line, that stuff with Viserys and the dragon not getting killed by fire and... Yeah. The and a lot yeah. of people sort of doubting, like, okay, dragons don't exist anymore, and did they? Yes, I don't know. This sounds crazy. Totally, yes. But we've seen over in the east part of this, like, a lot of like, hey, magic's real, and mm. these dragons are real. We know zombies are real, at least. Yeah. So yeah. So there's some shit going on here, and Daenerys cannot be hurt by fire, apparently. Yes, which is nuts. Which yeah, in itself implies like, oh, she is the real. <laughs> Targaryen, she's she, a real heir to the throne or whatever. She mentioned something of like, I've got the blood of Valyria in me or something. Right. We've heard Valyrian steel. So yes. it's clearly like this faraway place that there was something weird going on out yes. years ago. Yeah, a whole lot of magic-y weird stuff there. But uh, that's it for this season. Yeah. Uh, really, really good. Yeah, it's it like it does a good job of wrapping up what we've seen and going like, and here are the stakes for when we come back in a year. Yeah. Uh, but we'll be back in a week. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> With uh, so, do we? Is there more stuff we want to talk about before the sealed bit? Oh, before just we start in, in spoiler. Just general. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we kind of covered it as we went. Uh, I think all of the plot lines are either sort of wrapped up in a satisfying way, or have um, transitioned to the next chapter already in a really intriguing way. Yeah, I'm really liking a lot of the performances. I think. Um, Michelle Fairley, who plays Catelyn, is fantastic. Yep, I really liked uh, whatever Sansa's real name is in this one. Sophie Turner? Yeah. I think that, yes, this was the first time where I was... I think the first time I watched it, where I stopped finding her annoying. And went, oh, there's some depth to this. She's not like a two-dimensional kind of teenage girl who loves, loves the idea of having a husband. Totally. She's like... Well, I mean, and obviously her father being killed in front of her is... Affected her. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I think that, she, that she's yeah really good in this episode specifically. Um, still don't like Kit Harrington really. He's probably the weakest one. He's just a little... I don't really like Samwell either. Yes. The, I don't know if it's the guy's... Uh, the actor's fault though. I think it partly is. It's the same thing I said towards the start of this. He seems very modern. Yeah, he yeah. Just, he's acting as though he's like the annoying best friend in a rom-com. Yeah. He doesn't see, you know, and that might sound silly, but he just seems out of place. Uh, no, I, I, I can see that. But it is a mix of the character being a bit like that too. Yes. Um, Charles Dance is a fantastic addition to the cast. He yeah. adds a lot 
that yeah, I think I mentioned it the first time. A, a really commanding presence and yeah. just a a really fucking good actor. <laughs> like yeah, I, Varys and Littlefinger. I'm a little bit like meh on sure. Just sure. The- Littlefinger has become very mustache twirling at this totally. point. Totally, yeah. yes, exactly, yeah. And, and Varys is just like the thing of being so above everything all the time. I mm. guess is maybe just a trait that makes people seem a little not real. Right? Yeah. I don't know. There's. I. I think at this point, I feel like there's a lot going on underneath for Varys. Yeah. Pun not intended. It's, it's yeah. The, there's clearly stuff we're going to learn about all these people. And he's hinted about his past, and um, I, I think I was reasonably intrigued. I like the character, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, I like all the characters in it. There's the, the, the wall is the part that I'm the least invested in. Yeah. Just because I'm not massively into Jon Snow. Yeah. I, I liked your moment there. Yeah, yeah. And but, that but old like, maester. All the tension with the Alice of Thorn guy is just like, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of that. It's too, it's too tropey, and like we talked about it, I think at the time, it's like very bully in a high school movie kind of situation. Totally. Yeah, yeah, and also he's, he's Biff. <laughs> he's yeah, very Biff. He, he really is, and I think just the bits up north make me feel cold. <laughs> it's part of it too. Well, hey, we're coming into winter in, oh, uh, in yeah, Australia. It's raining outside here. Yeah, it's an awful day. It's, we do feel like we're up at the wall at the moment. We're on a higher level. <laughs> yep. Well. <laughs> Uh, I guess that's it for for the non spoiler part of the of the episode. I think so. Yeah, if you're a non spoiler person, um, send us an email, uh, send us a message on Facebook or uh, on Twitter, and let us know what you've thought of this season. What is the email address if they do want to do that? Aria talking to me pod at gmail dot com. Awesome. Yeah. Um. So yeah, thanks thanks for listening along so far, and we'll see you for season two next week. Yeah, we're not going to take a big year gap in between. Are we going to just do the first episode next week, or one and two? Ooh, probably just the first. I guess so. Yeah. There's also some stuff that we didn't have time to do this week of like reactions at the time to to that first season. Yeah. Maybe we'll do some of that next week. I think yeah, like literally today we have had had almost no time to do this. Yeah. So hope yeah, maybe next week we'll we'll do a bit of preamble before we yeah. get into the episode. Yeah. Um yep, but we'll see you for that. A Spoiler. Season one wrap 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 up. We'll we'll wrap. I'll do a wrap. It'll <laughs> right. be fucking terrible. Yes. Why would you think that it would be a good idea? <laughs> Anyone? Uh spoiler sealed section mates, stay tuned because we're gonna roll right into it. Now, welcome to the sealed set. I feel creepy arf, doing arf, this in arf. like <laughs> uh, roof, roof in a, in like a public place. I felt weird doing that voice. You didn't have to do it. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, yeah, well, this is a spoiler bit. Yes, We've got uh, some stuff to say. This is for and, and only again, only listen to this if you've watched all of them up to current. Yes, because we might spoil anything. I think we will. <laughs> so we've got some notes here um, that you have made. Yes. Um, John's decision not to desert, to go beyond the wall, and the consequences of that. So it, it it it's interesting knowing what happens, obviously, thinking about what would have happened if he'd just kept on riding. Yeah. It it would have changed everything. It would have complicated matters. Him being a bastard. He, if, he, if he'd have made it to Rob, Rob would have been like, thanks for coming. Here you go. You're my brother. Fuck this. Yep. And then he would have died at the Red Wedding thing. Yeah, I guess so. so. It, John would have just been... Done for. Yes. So yeah. it's a very good thing he went back to the wall. But then again, we know he turns into this sort of, you know, divinely protected hero character. If he'd gone south and got into the mix, maybe he would have just fucking won the war or something. Like, maybe. You know. Yeah, I don't, it does seem by the point in the series that we're up to that it's like whatever god is the god of this thing is like, no, 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 Jon Snow stays alive. Yeah. I guess that god is... George. <laughs> like, plot device. Yeah. The god of plot. Plot R.R. R. Martin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it, it is like a pivot. But I, like, kind of every decision people are making at this point is like a pivotal turning point. Thing. Sure, yes. Yes, very true. Um, Danny's dragons, you've written down as, oh well. yeah, she's got the little dragons there. Yeah. Um, yeah. They I, look, like, CGI-wise worse than I remember. Yeah. I, I, they had a lower budget, I think, at this point. Yeah. Um, and I think they've always struggled with that CGI budget as well. Well, because they they don't show the dogs as much as they can avoid. And it. you really don't like the dogs, right? When they become big, uh, I don't mind them. It's just like I don't know. I I always found the dogs boring. 
Right. A lot of people are really into the dogs. And I, I'm never I giving think a shit there's some that. kind of internal monologue for the dogs in the books or something. Right. I don't know. <laughs> really? Uh, well, I think at least they are given more character and personality. Right. I think the connection between the the children and the dogs is more real. Right. Like, and it's and it's more. Or it's more real in the sense that it's fleshed out more, but it's more, there's like some telepathy. Like a like, literal connection. Y- yes. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah, it never really affected me. Like when um, Bran's dog dies in the when the zombies eat it. Yes. I was like, okay. Yeah. That's sad because it's a dog. Yeah. They've Even, always just been dogs, not like the big dire wolves and all that stuff. Yeah. The, the one of Arya seeing I was going to say, Nymeria coming back and sharing a moment, it's like, this is good for symbolism. But in the reality of the world, it's like, oh, uh, I don't know if I buy this big dog totally. talking. <laughs> like, you don't really give a shit about your living family that much anymore. Yeah. Why are you so affected by this dog? Yeah. I am. Yeah. Uh, you've also written down fire and ice and then three question marks. So this is the end of this episode um, that we just talked about is the crystallization of... This is a song of ice and fire. Yeah. This is about Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah. And this is, I guess... In retrospect, we now know this is that moment. This is the sparking of that. And it's the last two things we see of the episode is John going up north and Daenerys literally being in fire. Which, as a person watching the series for the first time, at this point I was like, yeah, Rob Stark's awesome, really keen on this storyline. Tyrion, great, love him. And to find out that it later is just about Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen is disappointing to me. And and Rob has very much become the main character totally. after Ned died. Absolutely, yeah. With, and in the second season, he's super he, that. Yes, yeah. With Jon Snow going off beyond the wall, Ned dying, Rob is, for, I guess, us, uh, yeah, the protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, John's still just, like, a little whiny weirdo in the mm. North that doesn't seem to matter. Because I, I remember when I was watching it the first time, I was a lot more invested in the politics down south. Yes. And that is kind of their point up north is, like, that shit doesn't matter. This is the real shit. So it's yeah. kind of – I wonder if that's deliberate to make you very invested in that so that when the White Walkers and all that become more relevant, you are like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Mattered. Yeah. I don't know if it's the best – tactic though to make your audience care so much about something that is executed so well and is the focus for so long and then uh, with two seasons to go or a season and a half to be like actually the real shit is this magical stuff that you weren't really into yet kind of like the because they're more than willing to kill off characters it's kind of like just killing off another thing Uh, yes like killing off a plot point yeah yeah in a in a way yeah Sansa becomes hardened, Arya becomes a killer, and Cat and Rob impotently hit a tree stump. If you truly personally are exposed firsthand to atrocity and become forged in the fire, whereas if you're atrocity adjacent, you are too weak. So Catelyn and Rob, like, stuff happens to them or around them, but they don't literally physically see it happen. And I feel that there is a big distinction between Sansa and Arya and and Catelyn and Rob. I think that's a really good observation. And, like, they've got all their soldiers who are, like, bowing to them and all this stuff. They're still in, like, kind of a lofty... Position. They have the, the, the luxury of walking away from their camp to yeah. grieve, and Sansa and Arya are forced to look at it. And compared to Sansa and Arya, Rob and Catelyn are kind of on that flowery throne thing that Umber talks about. Yeah. They are a lot more... Like, they're fighting a war and shit, and it's awful, but they are in a position of power still. Yes. Whereas Arya and Sansa have both completely lost any power. Yes, they yes. Are, which I think maybe that's the thing is, like, yeah, if you have no power, you have to work your way up. Totally. Sansa and Arya both end up doing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. We know now that they end up, yeah, being fucked up, but strong and and in a a, a reasonably good position in seven years. It's Rob's overconfidence in his power that gets them all killed, too. Totally, totally. just going like, I can do what I want. I can break any oath. Doesn't matter. And the boy does it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Daenerys becomes distrustful of anyone around her and more self-reliant. She also learns that if you're going... Uh, if you're the one going around conquering people, you make enemies. Yes. Yes. She definitely has changed the most from beginning to end of this season, I think. Yes. Has had the, the, a, the a, most... A couple of times, kind of, because yeah. it's going from being, you know, yeah, the, the captive, the weak, um, at the mercy of her brother, yeah. to uh, come into groups with Carl Drogo and going from bad to okay with him, rising up within the Dothraki and feeling like she's starting to belong to having that all taken away yeah. and then almost like realizing why by the yeah. end as well and, yeah. and being totally like from weak person who won't stand up for herself understandably so but yes 
and to being like, I'm going to make a new army and do all this myself. <laughs> yeah. Fuck all y'all. Yeah. And I got three dragons. Yep. She almost has like Sansa's arc from the entire show in one season. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really have any more spoiler stuff than that. Yeah, it's to, just to bring up. It's it's all, uh, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> it's yeah. all good, man. But we do have some listener mail. Yes, so uh, we got one from Jack, which I thought was an interesting question. He says, "I've been listening to the podcast. Blah 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 blah. blah I love it. Blah blah blah. All that stuff. <laughs> uh, I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My question. <laughs> thank you, though. That's very nice. Yes, thank you, Jack. My question to you is: Which of the five kings during the War of the Five Kings would be the best ruler? Which one would be the worst? Personally, I support Stannis. Who are, the, who are the five? So it's Stannis, Renly, Rob, Rob Joffrey, Joffrey Gr- the Greyjoys. No, uh, maybe is it? Because you, you're on Greyjoys involved that's later. Way later. Yeah, I don't know if that's. Um, Fuck. Who else would it be? Like Tywin? No, because that's just Joffrey. Yeah. Drogo. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's... Maybe yeah. that he counts as one of them in the East, but not really. Yeah. I I don't know. Out of out of the kings we know about, maybe Robert? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm a Renly guy. I like Renly. I don't oh, know right. if he's as strong, but he seems pretty rational and, and balanced. Um, yeah. I'd probably be a Rob guy for the purposes of separate these kingdoms again and have seven of them. Right, and right. And get everyone to self-govern because this massive... I'm, I'm all about small government. Yes, you're a libertarian. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, like, having this, the, the seven different nations is probably better when there's not a terrifying Targaryen regime sure. to be under. And somebody brings it up in, in that last episode as well of, like, Robert conquered it, but, like, we weren't... Fuck Robert. Yeah, Like, yeah. it was the dragons we were scared of. Yeah, sure. And without that, like, big sort of hammer hanging over people, I think separating the kingdoms up again makes the most sense. Right. I think, yeah. I, I, I think I'd like Rob if, in in the moment, if I was yeah. a northerner, I'd be into it. I'd be like, cool, let's do this. We're in the right. All yeah. that kind of stuff. But he'd th- be another Robert if, if he won. Like, he'd be a better yeah. ruler than that, but just... I don't think anybody would have the ability to govern the whole thing. Oh, and he's in the same position. He's a young guy who hasn't hasn't ruled yet, who's becoming a soldier who might become a king. He won't know how to rule. Yeah. I I think I like Renly, and also with hindsight and and the greater context of, like, the Tyrells have a sick army. Yeah. (laughs) And he seems like a good dude. Like, I I think out of all of them, I'd probably be happiest if he was in charge, but then maybe you're right, the world that they're in doesn't lend itself to no. him being the ruler. I mean, he has the most political savvy out of them, it seems like. He's the only yep. one who kind of spent time in court and, and seemed to gel with it. Sure, yeah. Yeah, he was on the council. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I, I just don't think it would be possible for a non-Targaryen to... So, right. So your answer is no ruler at all, kind of? Yeah, like each, each kingdom separate, mm. have a separate king. So yep. I want them all to win. Everybody wins. <laughs> um, we have uh, a couple of longish emails. This one's very long. Uh, it's from Alessio in Italy, who um, at the start of the email said, apologies about my English, I am Italian. I, I nearly genuinely asked, like, oh, how's the weather in Italy? As though he could respond. <laughs> it's uh, it's fine. Um, so he explains a few things. Um, Rose uh, has a bigger role in the show than the books. Apparently there's multiple... Yes, yeah, sorry, I must have missed... Oh, he must have misspelled it. Ha. Uh, there are multiple sex worker characters in the books, but they just combined them into one for, you right. know, time That happens with a few characters. I know that Sansa later on has some of the stuff that happens to Jane Poole, who isn't even in the show. Right. Like, the stuff that happens with her and um, Creep Boy. Ramsey? Ramsey happens to Jane Poole. She's okay. the one who he marries and stuff. Right. And ends up killing, I think. Right. At some point. So I'm, I, I don't know the specifics of that. But yeah, there's a few characters who are amalgamations of right. several. Right. Um, this is, I think, a, a very interesting point. Um, Jamie and Cersei may be more innocent about what happened to John Aaron than you think. Um, we learn in later seasons that John Aaron was actually killed by Catelyn's sister and Littlefinger. Do um, we? Apparently, I do I've have a vague memory of this. About that. that. Yeah, that um, I think Littlefinger manipulated Lysa Aaron to. Well, because he ends up like marrying her, and, yep. and and that's all weird. So there's some happens. some behind the scenes stuff going on there. Um, so Jamie, why and Cersei, are they like standing over the body, going like, 
Good thing we killed him, basically. So he says, the scene of Jamie and Cersei talking in episode one near the dead body is irrelevant. It was added for the show and doesn't necessarily imply that they killed him, only that that, that he knew about them and right. they were happy he was dead. Okay. Um, hmm. And apparently in the books, this I think this is you know explicit, or it's implied heavily, that Joffrey arranged the assassination attempt on Brand after the fact, you know, with the guy and the knife. Oh, right. Uh, because he overheard Robert saying, would have been better if Bran was just killed than, you know, being a cripple. So right. it was, again, sort of separate to the whole Okay, that's weird, because that kind of makes less sense. if Because in mm. the show, it ends up being basically Littlefinger did it, right? I, I don't remember. We'll have to get yeah. to it when we do. But apparently, yeah, in the books... Because it was his knife. In the books, Jamie and Cersei did not kill John Aaron and also did not order Bran's assassination. It was Joffrey. Yeah, right. Just being a little dickhead kid. Sure. Um, so I thought that was very interesting. Um, apparently, also, the main reason that Catelyn hates John is because he most looks like Ned. Apparently, again, within the books, it, you can be more, you know, direct about that in something you're describing rather yeah, than showing. Yeah. Um, so he sh- just reminds her of Ned, and then but, again reminds her of the betrayal. That, I think that still comes across in the show. That, yeah, that she right. Hates him because he reminds her of the betrayal. Definitely comes across. Right. Yep. I think that's yeah. I think that's fair. Um, the dra- stuff, some stuff about the dragons coming from the moons and the two moons and the sun and stuff. Oh yeah, it's, uh, one of the one of the like handmaidens of the Dothraki people mentioned that in one of the episodes. Yeah, and um, there's some stuff about the Drogo being the moon and being burnt, and there's all some interesting symbolic stuff that doesn't really play into you know the the literal uh, stuff that's right. going on. Um, but yeah, that stuff about Jamie and Cersei and, and Joffrey is very interesting. So thank you, Alessio, for that. I'd forgotten about the. The little finger thing. Yeah. For sure. And then we have uh, one more email from Basile from yeah. France. Uh, so these two questions for the sealed section. And I think it's good that we uh, should address these. Do, will you? Question one. Will you go deeper into the books and how they differ from the TV show? <laughs> I am more likely to read the books now than I was. Like, I read the first one yeah. a while ago. Yeah. And it was fine. But I definitely enjoy the show more. But now that the show's wrapping up and is ahead of the books and stuff, I might go back into the books. I don't want to promise that we will, though, because no. it's it's sort of not the mission statement of this show. It, we're very much aiming at analysing the show scene by scene as a TV show, which people have commented on uh, favourably and said they really enjoy how we pick it apart as like a, a medium. Right. Um, yeah, I, it, it's it's something that I'm kind of into, but I just, I'm not sure. Yes, yeah. Um and then I think the second question oh, is... Oh, but even, sorry, just even if we did do that, it wouldn't be a big part of this show, probably. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair to say. I think so, somehow, maybe people have jumped in on episode two or three or four. We did say initially, we're not book reader people, so that's not the focus of this show. Well, not, not for this. Sh- this show isn't about those books. Yeah, yeah. I, I will read a book from hey. time to time. Oh, we're, we are book lovers. But <laughs> I actually yeah, didn't like these books when I tried to read. I didn't like yeah, the writing style of the first one. It was yeah. just it was quite boring. But in terms I guess in terms of maybe picking up on some plot points and stuff, yeah. doing some comparisons, I'd be happy to do that if I don't have to read the books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh so the second question is do you think the quality of the writing has gone down on the TV show since the show went beyond the books? And I think the answer to that is yes. We will we'll definitely get into that more later in the show when we end up at those episodes, yeah. But having just talked about it ourselves when they were on, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think we're. It's it's weird that I find the the writing in the books to be poor, but the the story is good. The structure, the, but just the minute to minute writing. Yes, the cause yes. and effect, all of the that kind of, and then the interweaving of plots in the books is done really well. Yeah. But yes, absolutely. When it got beyond them in the TV show, it was like fuck. This is just like an action movie. But almost. then even the quality of the dialogue. Yeah, it gets worse in the. But I think we'll get into that way more when we when we get to those seasons because I do want to talk about that like to some extent. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Definitely. Uh, yeah, and it's something with the what is this the seventh one that's got, uh, the eighth that the will be the next one. Yeah. Oh yes. I. It's something I'm concerned about. Agreed. Even. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Seeing how they handled the seventh season does not give me a lot of hope that the ending will be as good as the beginning because yeah. the beginning has been amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of because it gets a lot more Hollywoody. Yeah, there's a lot of last minute swooping in and saving people. A lot of dumb plans that literally don't make sense when you think about it for ten seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. But um, that is the end of season one. 
It's the end of our spoiler section for episode 10. Uh, what a ripping season. I yeah. think um, I'm it's, looking forward to two. They fucking barrel out of the gate with this show. Yeah. And then it goes up and up and up and then down a little. <laughs> yeah. I personally had a bit more of a of downs than you. For uh, this season. For, for, no, for this for the oh, show. right, right. I think for me, it, it, it's kind of, it becomes a bit more up and down. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, season two, I remember loving. So I'm really excited to, to get into it. Yeah, so next week we'll just do the first one. Yep, do the premiere. The first season. Exactly, yeah, yeah, a bit Great. more. We'll have a bit more time again. We keep saying that, but we should have next a bit more. Next time we actually should. Yes. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll, uh, we'll speak to you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.